Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Hi El Paso, this is Claudia Rodriguez and I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unmuted with Claudia Rodriguez. So there is a lot of things that happened this week and I want to get into it. Um, Just want to say, you know, this is something that I just want to talk about relating facts. It's not something meant to be controversial. It's not something that's meant to seem partisan or bipartisan. It's just me being real talking about how I feel about some of the events that occurred last week. So I want to start with the first one that happened on Wednesday, February 14th, 15th, I'm sorry, at Cielo Vista Mall, where there was an incident with a shooting. So I think immediately um, when that happened, we all kind of reverted back to our trauma from the August 3rd event that we had. It was similar in the sense that it happened right next door to Walmart. So we all know where Cielo Vista Mall is, Walmart is. And it was the same thing where we heard those, the fire and the police departments and we saw them racing down the freeway and we saw them all in that area and we saw the cars being left behind. Um, The main difference being that that wasn't, it wasn't an act of, mass shooting it was just a a very violent act and one that should not be happening um i think that el paso even though we are one of the safest cities we are not immune to acts of violence and acts of violence can take many forms right they can happen domestically they can happen like what happened in our august third event um they can happen with stabbings knife stabbings Um, people driving drunk and being stupid and I think that one of the the best sources that we can get where we can get like raw truth and footage would probably be FitFam I think FitFam is doing an excellent job as far as like making people feel comfortable in submitting their videos and they upload them right away for the world to see and so we saw a lot of those videos during the August 3rd um, event and then we saw a lot of those that same those same videos during the February 15th event um so on February 15th as far as we know there was an altercation between two teenagers or a group of two teenagers and one of them pulled out a gun and shot another one and so this was at Cielo Vista. This is somewhere where we do have police officers that are are there. You know, after again, after August 3rd, we see a lot of police officers at Walmarts. We see them now at the malls. We see them pretty much everywhere. And these are police officers that are off duty, meaning they're just picking up extra hours to pay some extra bills, just to make some extra income. And we see them everywhere. I've seen them at Peter Piper Pizza, just everywhere and I think that's good like I think that the, uh, the the fact that we're able to extend that opportunity um to our police officers for our safety is is a great way to use our resources and to be able to you know help our police officers make some extra money well there was police officer police officer present at Cielo Vista and what happened was this teenager, these teenagers had this altercation and they were fighting and 
they, one of them pulled out a gun. Turns out that that gun was stolen. We don't know whom the adult that this person, that this child, because he's a under, he's a minor, um, took the gun from. But we know it was stolen, meaning he did, he did not have legal, he wasn't legally possessing the gun. So that's that's a foul right there. That's a red flag. That's something that shouldn't have happened. But when somebody is out to harm other people, when somebody's out to do something bad, they're not necessarily thinking about the legality of stuff. And when he did that, there was another person, a 32-year-old man who was armed, who was licensed to carry. And thank God for this man. Um, He basically was the good guy that stopped the bad guy with the gun. And he shot him and he didn't kill him. He hurt him. There was three people shot. That, I'm sorry, there was four people shot. One was killed and three others were, were injured. And one of the ones that was injured was one of the, was the, the guy, the young man, the boy that pulled out the gun and shot the other teenager initially. And, and I say, thank God for that. Because having, you know, all of us gone through this trauma of the August 3rd event, we can, we all right away, our minds and our hearts went there. They went to that moment and we got scared. The alarm started coming in and warning everybody to stay away from Cerro Vista. Our minds went there, automatically went there. Well, even though it wasn't the same type of event, it was still a very terrible act of violence. Somebody lost their life that shouldn't have lost his life. And we need to do better as parents to take care of our children, to raise them better and show them and teach them not only to not commit acts of violence, but show them the proper and responsible way to handle firearms. So I think that what happened on that day was very unfortunate, but it's also very refreshing to know that people have had enough and we're not going to just be there waiting, sitting ducks. And how do we protect ourselves? There was children there. I have my children. We go to Cerro Vista regularly. How do we protect ourselves? Well, that's how you protect yourself. And so for me, that is an excellent example of what it means to be El Paso strong. We were not El Paso weak. We're El Paso strong. We are resilient and we do not let those types of events hold us down and and we learn from them. And so I understand that having firearms is not for everybody, um, but we should not take the rights of the people who who wish to have to lawfully carry. Um, we should not take that right. And thank goodness for for him and carrying. And I hope that more people will be responsible and be prepared to protect their loved ones in those moments of of unexpected violence. But that's what I have to say about that event. Um, I know that the following day and I don't know what's happening and really my my heart and my energy and my thoughts and my prayers are with everybody and what does that mean when we say thoughts and prayers well that means that El Paso we we are in support of you we are here trying to help each other out trying to lift up our community and say 
we are better than that. That's not us. I know that when the August 3rd event happened, one of my initial thoughts was this has to be somebody from out of town. There's no way somebody from El Paso did this. I remember thinking that. And also when this happened in last week in Cielo Vista, I thought this has to be gang related. Like that's where my mind went. This has to be gang related. Now I'm not saying I'm psychic or anything like that. I'm just saying like that's where my intuition was in both of those events. And in both of those events, I I was correct. So I think the the following day on February 16th, on my birthday, there was an event on the east side where there was a young girl, a teenage girl that was found murdered in an alley on on the east side. I don't know how she was murdered. I don't know the details of her of her death, but when we find a little girl, one of our own murdered, we can't think that we can't think anything good of it. Like obviously that was a big act of violence and a terrible one and and for the parents' sake, I hope that they find their peace and their justice and they're able to understand the cruelty um, of why that happened and it shouldn't have happened. And maybe not, maybe they wouldn't understand. I don't know. I that's that's a pain and a loss that I don't ever want to feel the loss of a child. So again, my thoughts and my heart and my prayers are with those parents of that young girl that was murdered on the east side. And then on Friday in Pebble Hills, there was an incident where one of the students from Pebble Hills High School um, flashed a gun and did a video on Instagram and and it looked like he was in the restroom. I don't know what the purpose was behind it, but this is a great example again of being vigilant, of being prepared, of really like we've had enough and we're not going to be waiting around for to see if something happens or doesn't happen. Like this is a great example of being El Paso strong again and being um, resilient to these acts of violence. And so right away, the school went on lockdown and they were checking the football players. They were on the field and they had them do all sorts of, I guess, protocol. Like, how do we check these people, these kids? And even though it wasn't any of them, it was important that they they looked into every possible scenario as far as like who could have done this and why would they have done this turns out that this young man was in at home he didn't go to school that day he was being silly I don't know trying to get attention but those jokes aren't funny that type of type of behavior should not be tolerated and it starts to send a message when we're proactive and not reactive of we're not going to stand for this you're not going to be flashing videos and being silly and thinking there's no consequences to it and and I'm glad that the young man was found and I don't know if there's going to be charges pressed against him but definitely there there will be harsher consequences and more importantly you know for the parents to get that call that there's something that there's a lockdown that it's not a drill that is terrible like that that is the that is my worst nightmare like i i have small kids i cannot i would not be able to deal with that and so thank you again to 
everybody, all the kids that that flagged this down and, and didn't take this as a joke and really notified the authorities and for the authorities to not ignore them and take that threat as a serious one just shows that we are in a way evolving towards a no tolerance for that type of behavior, for that type of violence. You know, the first example was Cielo Vista with somebody being able, a, a citizen that had license to carry that took the situation into his own hands and protected not only his life, but his family's and quite frankly, everybody around him because we don't know, we, we don't know what that could have been. And then again, on Friday with the family, I'm sorry, with the police department and the school and the students, everybody recognizing a behavior that should not be tolerated and saying, no, we're not doing this. We're going to notify the authorities, authorities doing their job and finding this child and taking it from there. That's what needs to happen. And I think that the more that we um, go down that or in the future, the more that these types of situations arise, we need to be vigilant. We need to not discredit them or discount them for something minor. We need to be proactive. And and we're, we're, we're getting there, unfortunately. It's very sad that that's the kind of world that we live in. But at the same time, that's how we grow and that's how we become resilient. Um, some of the other things that happened last week, city council was not in El Paso. They went to Austin for um, El Paso days and they were speaking to local legislators or state delegates to help pass different um, laws that would benefit here in El Paso. I think that that's great. I think that that shows commitment of our elected officials to be able to go above and beyond the city limits to really bring about real change in El Paso, you know, but one thing that the more I think about how important it is that we stay vigilant, I'm sorry, is again, what I spoke about to you all last week about the whole climate charter. Um, This thing is gaining more momentum. It's becoming more it's a race. It's a race towards what are we going to do, El Paso? Are we really going to buy into this nonsense and pay, pay so much money, um, kill our economy and just just because we believe or because we were being bullied by people that aren't even from El Paso that have essentially brainwashed our youth here in El Paso um, no, we, we need to be, we need to be smarter than that. We need to be, we need to say no, we need to say enough is enough. And no, this climate charter has no place in El Paso. Um, I remember when I was on council speaking to one of the, one of the young men that was in that, in, in that group, um, very nice young man. I, I, I think that his heart is is really scared. I think his heart in his heart he really believes um, something really bad can happen. But I mean, if 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 we if we keep going down that road and feeding that fear, 
we are going to ultimately shoot ourselves in the foot. One of the things that I remember him telling me, he was he was talking about solar panels and the sun city and like, like we have like the ultimate opportunity here to be a city full of solar panels everywhere and and just imagine like the solar panels everywhere for the sun city and i was just like oh my gosh no like have you not seen what they've done in china like if you you google right now solar panels in china's mountains their beautiful mountains are covered literally carpeted in solar panels and that's not good for our environment. That's not good. That's not natural. That's not what we should be doing to ourselves to try and and it's just I don't even know how to start with that. It's it's something that I would hate to see our mountains plastered in solar panels. I think that would be not only detrimental, it's disrespectful to our environment. It's disrespectful to our mountains. It's something that we should not strive for. Um, I'm as I as time passes, you know, I'm still doing some studying of the charter, the climate charter. But as time passes, I will be sharing with you all, you know, some of the in-depth details of what that thing entails and what it is it's talking about. But it's very important that for now we start getting the word out, that we start notifying our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones and anybody that votes and says like, hey, like this thing's coming to El Paso. Is it really good for us? Is it beneficial? How much is it gonna cost us? What is the long-term effects of it? Um, and just really get informed. Again, I don't see anything positive in it. I think that it's, it's socialism, it's communism, it's something that I do not wish on El Paso ever. Um, I, I love my city. I want to live here the rest of my life. I want my kids to grow up and live here and one day have grandchildren in El Paso. And I cannot, I, I would not be able to have them here if we have an economy that is destroyed, a place where they can't work, a place where our mountain is littered in solar panels, a place where there's just no opportunity here because generations before them or a generation before them decided that this was best for their future. It's not. And so again, I would just encourage everybody to stay vigilant on that whole thing that's coming, the climate charter stay vigilant when we're out on the streets you know things can happen on any day of the week you know this happened on a wednesday evening friday morning at pebble hills high school overnight on an alley in east el paso like things happen anywhere at any time and so it's very important that we do stay vigilant and that we are learning and that we are talking to our kids and that we are teaching them what to look for and what they need to say. And and us as adults, we need to listen to them and we need to respect them and we need to look into them, whatever it is that's concerning them, because that's how we ultimately com- combat this whole 
violent epidemic that we're going through. Um, so I, that's it. That's all I have to talk about. I know I said that there was a lot of things that happened in El Paso, but those were some major events and I know they're very traumatic. And again, you know, El Paso, we are El Paso strong. We have a strong support system. We have each other here and, and we should not be fighting each other on this. We should be very much united as far as saying no, there is no place in our city for acts of violence. We are one of the safest cities in the country, in the world, and we proudly wear that hat. And I think that ultimately, no matter what side of the gun debate people stand on, ultimately, we can all agree that we are all against violence. We can all say we are for El Paso. We are for loving our city and preserving our our history and our culture and we are for wanting people to come visit El Paso and we are for wanting to have great paying jobs in El Paso so that's how I would I guess combine those two or see the relevance or relationship between those two things that I talked about you know ultimately like we want what's best for El Paso we want what's best for future generations and for us the people that live here we want to be able to enjoy our beautiful city. So with that, I will leave you all. I hope you all have a great week. Next week, city council meeting, I will be watching for you all. And I will be talking about whatever they they talk about on that meeting. Um, and it should be good. So take care, stay vigilant, and remember, stay informed, be informed. And just again, please like, share my podcast, my Instagram page at Claudia for El Paso, Facebook, Claudia for El Paso, my website, ClaudiaForElPaso.com. And just please follow me, help me grow my following so that we can better communicate. And you all can tell me like what you all want to talk about. Tell me what you all want to see. Um, how can I help the community? Like, I'm not afraid to speak up. So how can I help the community? What is it that you all want to see in El Paso, not see? Let's let's have these conversations. So again, send me a message, drop me a line, whatever it is that you want, and we can talk about it. Have a great one. This has been Unmuted with Claudia, where we discuss the most important issues facing our community. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you love my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review me on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Don't forget to let me know what topics you would like for me to cover in future episodes. Drop me a line on claudia at claudiafoelpaso.com. See you in my next episode. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself. If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.